Welcome to Digging Deeper, a podcast of Christ Church South Philadelphia. In this podcast, we seek to equip our members to live out their faith in the everyday stuff of life. I'm Matt. And I'm Jeff. We are pastors at Christ Church. Well, welcome to episode number 15. Wow. That's yeah. great. Nice number. Yeah. Making some progress here. Um, how was your weekend, Jeff? It was great. We found a um, a dog beach. Dog uh, beach. Yeah, wow. Yeah, dog beach that was open. And my dog loves, my dog Dawkins loves the water. So we went there, hung out there for a couple hours on Saturday. And wow. It was beautiful, man. Where, where is this dog beach? Longport. Uh, okay. It's like right outside Ocean City. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. Oh, is this the little one you go over the bridge and you kind of turn off to the side there or no? Yeah. Yeah. I was on that beach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's phenomenal. It's great. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone's socially distanced. Like, yeah. no one's Just closed. Just has a little Plenty parking lot. Like, you know. A little parking lot. Yeah, yeah. That was, people are, I mean, it was, you know, parked on the side of the street. It was, it was pretty busy. But there was, yeah, I mean, there was 30 feet in between. I mean, you know, no one's, no one's near each other at yeah. all. But you're outside enjoying the weather and. My dog, like, <laughs> he, like, would, like, lay down and, like, let the waves, like, come over him. He just <laughs> loves water so much. Awesome. So Yeah, it was great. It was great, great thing. Yeah. And my good buddies of mine, shout out to uh, Josh and Justice Voles, who own Ben & Jerry's on, um, this is not a paid advertisement, but mm. Ben & Jerry's down at 11th, uh, 11th Street on, on the boardwalk. And so went and got some Ben & Jerry's. Oh, yeah? What flavor? Open. Yeah. Uh, I like the Tonight Dough. So it's, tonight like. Tonight Dough? It's, like, it's vanilla ice cream with, like, chocolate. Uh, chip cookie dough and like brownies in there and like just all kinds of different I don't know doughs. It's really good. Yeah. So yeah. Ben and Jerry's a legit ice cream. I mean, I think from a chain perspective, yeah, I yeah. think they're hands down the best. I mean, really? not even okay. close. I haven't had it for a while. I just did. It's not even. I mean, it's not even close. Really? Okay. It's not as good as like you go to like a. Uh, you gotta watch yourself here. You know, like a handcrafted, like rolled. You know, like one like a like an individual shop, but yeah, like yeah. as far again, as far as chain, like it blows. Guess you're da- if if you're down at um, you know, the, and I I grew up going to Core Brothers, and I'm a big believer in like tradition. Mm. I mean, it's just no, it blow it blows it blows about the water. I see. Yeah, so it, it's phenomenal. I mean, they're yeah, it's phenomenal. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah, it's funny. I was wondering what the name of that little beach was. I when I was on my personal retreat, I was like, oh wait, it looks like there's people on this beach. I kind of pulled off. Ocean City was closed, and yeah. Uh, yeah, spent some time there. So cool, man. That's yeah. cool, man. What'd you do this weekend? Uh what did we do? Well, went for a hike on <laughs> on uh, Saturday night. We we went to um, FDR Park, uh-huh. and we you know broke out the football and passing the football around. Then we started walking through some trails, and uh, we we ended up going. There was a fence that had a hole in it, uh-huh. and it kind of invited us to go past it. So of course, see a fence in a hole. You yeah, have to, you so you have to go, to go through, through and yeah, it was. Uh, we we just kept following the path, and and uh, eventually it started getting dark, and and we um somewhere we took a wrong turn, and we couldn't find our way back. So got a uh, a little scary for for a few minutes there, you know, as as a family when we realized like we have no idea where we are right now, and and uh yeah, I mean, the, I, I should say it was scary for me. My kids were having like the time of their lives. Like this was was great. Um. So y- so you're scary. Just be, and not everyone who's listening to this knows. So FDA Park is. I mean, it's a nice, really nice park. But we're talking maybe an acre or two of wooded <laughs> land. I mean, I'm pretty sure like my mother-in-law's backyard is a little bit more could, woods. Yeah, it could be. I mean, there's a lot of little ponds and <laughs> and uh, yeah. For you know, well, I think we went beyond. like like 
you can't say you got lost in the woods if you can find your way back by just listening to the traffic. Like, 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 just be quiet and listen for the car, kids. If you listen to the cars, we'll be able to find our way back where we should go. Yeah. You know? well, like, <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of, of, of plants around. <laughs> so I didn't want to have to go, like, trudging through the plants, getting ticks all over us. There's poison ivy. Okay. We saw a lot of that. Okay. Um, and then there was a lot of, like, little ponds separating us from, from mm. the parking lot that we were in. So Go up for the, the ponds that get in the way from the parking lot. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. <laughs> for me, it was a little nerve-wracking, but uh, the kids, like, it was a thrill for them. They, they were oh. – they had a blast. I didn't bring my – I purposely put my cell phone you in. You bring your bear spray? You forgot your bear spray? <laughs> for FDR <laughs> Spark? <laughs> hey, listen. We went out of the bounds of FDR Park. So, if we pulled up a map right now, you'd see that there's FDR Park, but uh-huh. then there's, like – I think there's like a golf course or just like open yeah. land surrounding it. So we, I think we were doing, you so know, wait, you got lost on the open lands of a golf course. Oh. So what do you <laughs> All right. I'll yeah. <laughs> it, it was, you, yeah. I had to be there. You, you right. had to be there. I think you would have been a little nervous too. <laughs> you know, if, if it was just me, you know, we would have been okay. But I had my, my family I had to mm. care for too. Mm. But, uh, okay. yeah, we, we made it out and, and we Glad rejoiced. So we ended up kind of, making our way through the woods and we found a tennis court in front of us and it was like <laughs> <laughs> it was like you know when you're lost at sea and you see land that, that was the uh <laughs> we lost in philadelphia we see a tennis court a tennis court we, yeah we're back oh, at the man. promised land so right, bro. Well, let's move yeah. on before yeah loses. before we waste all our yeah. time here um you know uh yeah so we we uh you know your dad you know, if we jump in the message here, yeah. Um, you know, we we had the privilege of hearing from from Warren Betcher, yeah. Um, which you know, I I went home after you know sitting here and listening to him, and I told Jess that I said I, I don't Warren might be the most humble man <laughs> that I've ever met before. Um, is that safe to say? I mean, you got the uh, you know, the real real insight. Yeah, I, th- I think I think in many ways. Uh, I think in many ways he's very humble. So, um, yeah, doesn't take himself very seriously. Really is focused on the Lord. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and no, I just uh, really appreciate Warren and sitting under his ministry for years and uh, just recognize a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of me pastoring, I feel like, just from watching his example. You know, I, I learned a lot. So. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he raised you. So, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, Warren as your, your dad, and I know, um, you know, maybe this is a question to ask, uh, you know, on father's day or, you know, as we're going into <laughs> that, but, um, if you, if you, uh, would say, uh, like one or two lessons that just having, you know, Warren as your dad that you really, uh, caught from him or just learn what, what do you think are some of the, mm. you know, wh- what do you think those would be? Well, my dad's really known for saying a few things and, and repeating them often. And so uh, I think the one thing that, you know, I think about my dad, to, to, I'll just give you two sayings that he says. And so one would be separate the issues. And so I don't think he's ever gone through a count, counseling session where he hasn't talked about separating the issues. And that includes myself. And wh- what that means is basically like, you know, don't don't show up trying to talk about the other person. Like, show, like what's your stuff? Like, what, like, separate the issues. Like, you, they, you know. Okay. That's you've got good. your issues. They've got their issues, and there might be, you know, you might be getting squeezed by life. But like, there's all these different things. Separate them and look at look at each one of them. Don't you, you try to mush them all together? It's going to be kind of overwhelming. You got to separate the issues, and only by dealing with them separately are you going to be able to make progress. 
so that's something I think about a lot. You know, uh, how do we not complicate things, but how do we how do we separate the issues? Um, and then uh, something he would just say a lot is, you know, he says it in different ways, but but basically just you know God's always bigger. So I think my dad is like he's one of most steady. You said humble. I would say he's one of most steady people I know. He doesn't get rocked by much, and uh, and I think it's because he has a really really big view that like God's got it. God's gonna be faithful. Like you know. Uh, you know, God's bigger and there's always tomorrow is something he would always say. So, like, you know, whether you've blown it or whether you're just discouraged by something or whether you think, like, you're in a crisis, um, you know, he just said there's a real steadiness to him. And uh, it's something I think about a lot, like, you know, um, just having a big view, a big view of God mm, um, and believing in, in, yeah, I think just faithfulness is something my dad is really pressed in a lot just the faithfulness of god and being able to trust the faithfulness of god mm, that's so, good i mean i could talk about my dad forever but those are probably two things yeah no, that's uh yeah yeah and knowing me knowing him for the past uh you know uh you know close to 20 years now it's like i know he really believes it you yeah. know that's uh yeah, absolutely. You know, he hasn't hasn't veered from that so yeah um you know he did mention that uh he thought he was now you know we go back to the subject of humility uh, he did thought uh, say that he did have a certain thought that he would be a professional basketball player <laughs> at one point. Um, you know, was that complete delusion, or does does he have some game like? Uh, I mean, yeah, complete delusion. Yes, it's complete delusion. But but that being said, he did play. Uh, I mean, he was an All American in his in high school. He got um, he played for the University of uh, of Delaware for I think for a year. Okay. And then uh and then he a little co- college ball. Yeah, on his a little resume. college ball. Yeah. And he got recruited to a bunch of um he got recruited to a bunch of D2 schools. He walked on I think to 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 Delaware. Mm. Um so yeah, so no, he can play. I mean, he's 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 I mean, he's old now. Mm. Um but uh but back in the day he had yeah. Yeah, he had some he, game. He had some game. Good. Absolutely. Good. Yeah, so Good. it wasn't totally like out ballpark, but at the end of the day he was Five ten white dude, so yeah, totally delusional from thinking <laughs> the NBA. Yeah, I, I had delusions. My I was convinced I was going to be a uh, Penn State running back. Mm. Yeah, maybe go to the NFL after that. So yeah, yeah, five well. five ten, you know, guy with. Yeah. I think I weighed about buck sixty five in <laughs> high school or something. Soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, well, anyway, uh, yeah, appreciated having him here. Um. You know, it was a timely message, talked about money. Uh, that's that's something that a lot of people, you know, there's the health things people are, are worried about and scared about, but there's also, um, you know, we're, we're living in a day where um, we, we, we don't necessarily know what the future holds economically, right? Right, yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I, I want to say there's storm clouds on the horizon, but maybe they're not on the horizon. Maybe they're here already, but we just don't know how long this, you know, the storm will, will uh, last for um so uh kind of a, a you know this is tell me if this question is too broad but um you know as as we go into this um yeah this covid-19 uh economic uh crisis that we're in how how would you counsel people to just think about money in general just for the foreseeable future any any just you know hey uh just tips i guess would would be the you know, be be careful of this. You know, do you know, be thinking this way as as you're uh, you know as we go into this. Uh, you know, what could be another recession? Well, I'm no uh, you know economist, but um, not that anyone 
ever thought I was. But just to clarify, but I, so I, th- I think more just for me, it'd be more like just postures of the heart. And so I do think that there's a lot of legitimate reason to be afraid. You know, I mean, there's some people that are saying that economic fallout's going to be way more serious to the loss of human life than even the virus itself as, um, yeah, different systems collapse. And again, I'm not sure how true that is or isn't, but, you know, I know that, I mean, there's people in our church who are hurting and um, uh, you, you can't have the whole country going on unemployment. So, yeah. I mean, I think there's, you know, the reality of uh, of the economic fallout is, is serious and, and, you know, does have, you know, direct direct correlations to to human life and so i do think that there's a real temptation to fear you know and and i think that's where my main thing is like we can't be afraid who knows what you know um take it take it a day at a time and so don't fear running out of money next week when when you don't even know if there is going to be a next week so i think just the principle let the day's own troubles be enough for the day Mm, christ could be coming back tomorrow and so I'm not going to fear t- a tomorrow that doesn't exist yet because tomorrow doesn't exist. Yeah. So I think one, like, live in the day as far as your mindset um, and not fear tomorrow, mm. but live in God's going to take care of you today. God's going to be with you today, um, you know. And uh, so just just as Christians, we just don't we just really don't need to fear because mm. um, God's God's always going to be with us. And even if the, uh, I said this kind of in the Q&A afterwards. If the worst happens to us, that just delivers us into the arms of heaven. Yeah. So, um, like, we know our end game. We know our end story as Christians. That doesn't mean that life couldn't get really, really hard for us. It could. But, like, we know our end game, which is heaven. And so I think just fear should never be in our hearts. Mm. So I think one, just from, like, anyone who's tempted to be anxious, like, slow down. Like, you know, anxiety is forgetting who God is and where we're going. Uh, so I think one, just be slow down your anxious heart. Remind yourself the truth about God. Um, but when I say that, live in the moment, that's not like, hey, just go out and, like, you know, spend spend your stimulus to check on frivolous stuff that you don't need like mm. no i mean I think now it's like you know we should be taking a, a cue from our uh you know our, th- our, our third world bro- brothers and sisters like what is actually essential to life yeah and uh it's probably not a time to be upgrading your phone you know it's probably not a time to be starting a new lease on a car sorry to anyone who you know was involved in it. but like it's mm. probably not a time to, like I-, I would recommend caution um i would recommend uh you know, not hoarding money, but, but, but not, not being frivolous. Like, you know, what is it, what is it that you, that you, what's actually essential? So I think, I think in terms of essential mm-hmm. and whatever's not essential kind of saving, but I do want to say that quickly. One of the things I think is essential is generosity. Mm, yeah. So I think if, you know, as soon as, okay, essential, I'm just going to save up for, for, you know, groceries and, 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 and then, you know, have all this money in my bank. Like, listen, like, no, I, I think if you get to heaven and all you have to show for the money God gave you and all money comes from God, if if all you have to show for it is a full bank account and a full refrigerator, like you're going to be disappointed on the day when God's handing out rewards. Like, you know, God says, uh, you know, trust him with our possessions. And, and so I think there is like a sense that when it comes to money, we want to be I think we should now is a time to be saving and conservative, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to be fearful. We don't want to be fearful, but we do want to be wise. And and I think now is a time to not be taken on debt. And uh, you know, oh, there's great interest rates and things like that. Yeah, but you still have to pay it back, buddy. You know. So, um, yeah. uh, and again, I'm not. 
I'm just talking broad strokes. There might be individuals that it does make yeah. sense for you to, you know, take on business debt or whatever. Like I'm not, I'm talking just broad strokes, mm-hmm. broad strokes. I'd be, I would be conservative with money and I do get concerned. Like, you know, people I see running out and like upgrading their video gaming gear. It's like, yeah, I probably, mm. probably wouldn't do that if there is, you know, um, you know, going to, going to, you know, we're not going to be able to get meat. In, in a month you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> so uh, i mean and again i don't, I don't think that's going to happen but you know i'm just kind of worse i do think we have to be starting to think about what are some worst worst case scenarios here because no one's ever done this before right like everything like what's unprecedented the pandemic's not unprecedented like there's been viruses and things that have swept through you know all the time the world's never been shut down like this and so like just thinking that we can turn it back on is uh doesn't economy doesn't work like that so mm-hmm. I do think we should be conservative, but not fearful, and we should save, but also be generous. So those would be some kind of like guide mm-hmm. rails. Um, real practically, if you've never been on a budget before, you should get on a budget. Mm. If you need help putting one together, uh, I think it's something that you know we as pastors would be happy to help you with. So you can go ahead and reach out to us. Yeah, um, or I'll give you a tip. Ynab.com, Y-N-A-B.com. Great, great uh, budgeting software. Yeah, that or I use that or I've used Mint as well. Yeah, Mint's free. Wineab is there's a uh, little fee. Yeah, little but no, they're both great. Yeah. If you're on a budget, you should absolutely be on a budget. God's giving you money. Be a good steward with your money. Uh, so I, I would say get on a budget, be conservative, but part of your budget has to be generosity mm-hmm. towards the mission of God. So I think that's first and foremost. I mean, biblically, you see, you know, your local church, and then you know, if there's if you're supporting mis- missionaries like overseas, they still need that support. Keep giving it yeah. to them. You know, like, um, yeah. So I would say I would say generosity towards God's mission should be considered essential. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lord says, "Give to Him first, and everything else after that." Like, give to Him even before you eat. So, like, I think that when you think about money, assen- yeah, be conservative. Think about essentials. Essential starts with giving to God, yeah, and then good. you know, it goes from there. Yeah, I think of that picture of uh, Paul says, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. Right. And just that idea of like someone who takes joy in their giving. So yeah. generosity would be something that they would really not want to give up. Like if, right. if they're cutting right. back, it's like almost like, right. you know, it, it hurts them. It's like cutting back on like uh, recreation for them. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, well, one, one of the things uh, Warren mentioned was he talked about um, really uh Jesus being the bread of life. So he pointed us to in John where, where Jesus said he's the bread of life. Yeah. Um, uh, he says that, that that meant that he doesn't only sustain us, but he also satisfies us. Just yeah. as bread sustains and satisfies. Uh, it just made me think, like, wh- why do you think we, um, you know, it's so easy to drift towards satisfaction in so many different things. Like, yeah. um, how come we don't drift towards satisfaction in Christ? Like, none of us just happen to... Uh, like oh this this is natural or this is easy to to do. Well, I think Paul makes that clear in Romans seven. There's an enemy that lives within our own hearts. You know, there's our sinful nature has been defeated by you know on the cross, and that Christ has broken its hold over us, and and He has um, forgiven us of our sins. But it doesn't mean like there's still bad. Like there's still habits. There's still things we have to like learn not to learn not to do you know i think about the guy who uh, was was a homeless guy and got given a huge inheritance and they went into the mansion they bought for himself and they found him sleeping on the floor like just you know it's like yeah even though he had to you know 
multi-thousand dollar beautiful bed. He's sleeping on the floor mm-hmm. because that's just what he was used to. So, you know, we're used to sinning. And I think we're always, we always gravitate towards what we're used to. So even though we have new nature in Christ, even though we've been forgiven in Christ, we have power to say no to sin in Christ. We still don't drift that way because it's new. You know, we drift towards what's old. Mm. Um, so I think that's, I think that's one part of it. I also think like sin is just always easier. So it's not only just what's in us, but it's also what's in the world. And we have an enemy. So like we have three things going against us, our flesh, the world, and Satan. Mm-hmm. And that's always going to be pulling us away from God. So we should expect it to always be a fight. I mean, that's what Jesus said, like following him is like taking up your cross every day. You know, and taking up your cross was like death. You know, it's like, yeah, we got to die to the world. We got to die, you know, to the voice of the enemy. We got to die to the sinner and flesh every single day. Um, so it is a fight. It's a struggle. Um because it's just easier, you know, and, and it doesn't mean the Christ isn't satisfying, but it means that it's easier to go to McDonald's than it is to go to um, Ruth Chris Steakhouse, right? Like it's easier on your wallet. Easier on your, easier sure. on your wallet, <laughs> and you might not, you call Ruth Chris, oh, well, now you can probably get, you know, get there, you're not taking anyone in, but like, yeah. you might need to call ahead to make a reservation, you have to dress a certain way, like you have to, there's so much that goes into it, like you don't just like, I mean, unless you're like a gazillionaire, you don't just like roll up into Ruth Chris and, you know, drop $150 on dinner and think nothing of it. Like it's a big planned event, you know, at least for normal people like me and you. But, um, but you know, yeah, going, going to, going to Wawa and grabbing a hoagie or go, you know, rolling through McDonald's is a lot easier. It's terrible for you. It'll kill you. Um, you know, it's that documentary like you know supersize me like yeah, yeah, my, yeah. mcdonald's literally will kill you if yeah. you eat it it's one with the uh, french fry that oh, sat man. in the car for a couple months and still looked the same <laughs> yeah 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 and he ate he ate mcdonald's every single day and at the end of it his liver was like worse than his like a, a guy who'd been a hard a hard alcohol a hard alcoholic for 30 years mm-hmm. but um so um if you work for mcdonald's i'm sorry god bless you you know you guys can eat there. Just don't do it every I think, day. I think they've been improving. Things, um, right? Yeah, it was a few years. Ago. But 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 you see my point. Like it's just easier. Like a microwave dinner is easier. It's just yeah, but yeah. it's not as good. Mm-hmm. So it'll but it'll take away your appetite, right? Like you go there, it'll fill you. Yeah. It'll fill you even though it's garbage. It's not good for you, but it'll fill you. Mm-hmm. So we can be fi- and then you're and then and then if you eat at McDonald's and then someone offers you like a Ruth Chris you know steak. You're going to be too full to actually eat what actually will be better and satisfying. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I think a lot of times we're just we're just filling ourselves up on junk. Yeah. You know, we're not satisfying Christ because we're filling ourselves up on the business of life. We're filling ourselves up on chasing money, chasing power, chasing relationships, chasing people's good opinion, uh, chasing after our kids as they're getting involved in everything. You know, every single extracurricular activity they can. We're trying to live life vicariously through them, uh, you know. Try, just you know we're ch- chasing watching tv and just turn our brains off and like we just there's so many things that we're filling ourselves on that when it comes to christ we're just we're, we, we want to be satisfied in him but like our dim, our our appetite has been diminished because we've we've just we've been eating junk mm. and so i think that's part of it too is just we need to create in ourselves we need to allow ourselves to be hungry mm. um get get it's not just about trying to eat Christ, you know, feed on Christ and like be satisfying Christ. It's about what do I need to get out of my life that's that's filling me and taking away from the appetite I should have for Christ. Mm, right. That's good. That's good. And I, um, you know, you you're someone who, uh, you know, is an example to me of someone that finds satisfaction in Christ. So I think even uh, remember the first time we met? Uh, no, I. 
No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. D Angelo's basement. You were leading okay. worship. Okay. And you were leading off key, but you were leading passionately. <laughs> so um, you were probably oh, 17 years old, maybe yeah, something like that, yeah, which is crazy to think teenager. that you were the age of my <laughs> daughter. <laughs> now. Now. Uh, yeah. Oh, my. That is crazy. But, That's uh, funny. Yeah, but you know, you even back then That's you had I was a, leading a passion. Guitar. It was I was leading on electric guitar. Andrew DiMarcangelo was leading on drums. And that was it. Those two instruments. Yeah, that might have been. That might have been. And we were rocking out. There was like ten kids in the basement for youth group. Yep. Uh, those yeah. were the days. Yep. And I, I got the privilege of leading one of those discussions. So. Um, I do remember that. Now you spoke on evangelism. I did. Being fishers of men. Yeah. I See, did. look at that. Look Boom, at that, man. Boom. Look at that. Pulled it right out of the vault. Yeah. Well, um, what are some of the things you're doing? Uh you know, personally to find satisfaction in Christ, you know, this, you know, and just specifics this week, maybe, or, you know, what, what are some of the ways you're fighting for satisfaction in Christ? Mm. Um, well, I mean, I'll be, uh, just a moment of vulnerability. I think there was ways that I gotten so busy with everything going on with this COVID stuff that, uh, I had been, uh, for a couple of weeks been focused more on ministering uh, Christ to others and not really developing my own relationship with mm-hmm. him. And so honestly, I had to go away a couple of days last week. That's why my dad preached. Uh, I just had to go away just to like get, get a reset in my soul. And, um, and I wasn't sitting, I was doing anything, you know, bad, but I just, there was, it was just off. And so I do think that like, man, you know, I mean, almost like if you know if like a marriage is in trouble, it's like, hey man, you gotta focus on that. Like if there's if your relationship with Christ, if there's something there to miss, like shut down life and get that right. Mm. So, um, so praise God for my wife who let me get away for a couple of days. Very grateful for her staff that was supportive of that. So I just went away, um, and and then you know I listened to, uh, I mean I probably listened to twelve hours of preaching. Um, nice. You know, just just tons of podcasts, tons of preaching tons of my own personal reading of god's word um and i think that's like a misnomer too like oh christ like we just kind of sit here and god's gonna speak to us no god speaks to us through his word mm, speaks yep. to us through the speaking of his word and so when god says you know we need to listen to him it doesn't mean that we don't like like we walk around like all right god speak like he has spoken in his word yeah. and so uh, when god's saying listen to him he's talking about like filling your mind with his words you know and that's, you know, personal study, absolutely. But let's not be arrogant and think that we can study everything by ourselves. Like God says, we need the preaching of the word. And so, yeah. um, so anyway, so I, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I had to do that. I mean, honestly, just personally, but, uh, but then kind of coming back and resetting, uh, you know, things, things that have been just a means of, of God keeping my heart steady for him. Uh, it does start first thing in the morning, you know, not in a legalistic way at all, but like just in a, a reality that my day is dictated based upon what I reach for when I wake up. Mm. If I reach for my phone or the snooze button, um, mm. it I'm, I'm not going to have the same relationship with Christ that day. Experientially, nothing's changed my standing with God, but experientially, it's not going to be the same as if I reach for my Bible. Mm. So, um, so that's why my, my phone is um, out of arm's reach, you know, when I sleep, and my yeah. Bible's in within arm's reach, and that's that's intentional. Um, so, so I think my, you know, my day has to start in God's word. Uh, so I'm usually reading God's word and then usually I have a friend that I discuss it with. And so what I mean that is I usually have another book that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about that last podcast, how I, I view books as friends, people to talk about God's word to you. So I'm usually doing both those things. Um, not necessarily related, 
So, like, I'm reading through the letters of John Newton, which is just, you know, mm. just a rich, gospel-saturated uh, past, you know, pastor. And so I'm, I'm reading through uh, my own personal devotions and reading through that. It's been blessing my soul. Mm. Um, I do try to listen to preaching every day. So I, I then I'll, I'll walk my dog and I'll, I'll listen to a podcast or uh, of a sermon of some kind. Um, so because I do a lot of preaching and so I'll make sure that I'm getting preaching myself. So it's kind of like daily rhythms, like how I start my day is really important. Um, prayer is really important part of that. So, I, there, you know, you're trying to pray throughout the day, right? But, like, there are kind of three rhythms of prayer. So, like, I have, like, a morning prayer, midday prayer, and a night prayer. So a morning prayer is just, like, a, uh, a need for Christ, expressing a need for Christ. Um, midday prayer is confession of ways that, like, I've already blown it. It's only halfway through the day. And, uh, and just thanking Christ for, for his forgiveness and, uh, and confessing sin. And then, and then Thursday, you know, and then night is, is, uh, night is just resting in Christ. God, thank you. I can rest in you and your mm. finished work on the cross. And so there's, there's just kind of helpful rhythms for me. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then I think, I mean, another thing that's, I don't do this, like, I don't have, this isn't a rhythm, but just kind of a regular part of my life in different ways is singing. And, and you mentioned off key, I have a terrible voice. Um, and not uh, as bad as mine though. I, I I'll be yeah that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I think you did. You tell me I have the worst voice you've ever heard. I, for you a, know what? If you if we want to put that on the podcast, preserve this for posterity. Yes, yeah. I, I I you know I'm usually pretty gracious. And I, and I, I, have, I wore it as a badge of honor. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it, it's it's bad. It but, is um, bad. Yeah. Like distractedly. Bad. <laughs> My yeah. I don't, know, I don't know how Jess worships next to you. Yeah. Right, she I'm got a nice too voice too. Yeah. I'm thinking too far. Um, she does. Isabella has a nice voice too. Your daughter. Yeah. Um. But anyways, I, uh, yeah, so, um, so I, I will, I'll try to say I, I play guitar, so we'll do that, you know, maybe, mm, you know, cool. every now and then, uh, as a family and stuff. So that's, mm. yeah. And then just fellowship, you know, talking about Christ with people, yeah. uh, friend, you, I'm very grateful I can do it with you, very grateful I can do it with my wife, grateful I can do it with my kids. So, yeah, mm. I don't know, it's just some, nothing flashy, nothing earth shattering, but mm. no, that's good, man. I think consistent things over time is where is what makes the difference. Yep. You know, I've noticed that in my life, and that's why I noticed why I need to get away. Is I had stepped out of some of those consistent things, mm, yeah, and I was, I was just feeling aware of my soul. Mm, that's good, man. Well, thanks for sharing that. How are we looking on time? I have a feeling that we're uh, up against it here. Yeah, I think we are. I think we All are. All right. Well, uh, any uh, quick things for this weekend going on? Uh, children's ministry at 10 o'clock so really excited for that anyone's welcome to do it if you want to be part of it you're not part of our email list just go ahead and email me jeff at christchurchsouthphilly.org uh that's a super super fun time pastor steve is just killing it with that time doing a great job mm-hmm. um and uh you know we have men's and women's fellowship times all this week so excited for that mm-hmm. um and uh again if you're not on our email list getting these announcements Christchurch is an amazing community with incredible things going on you want to plug in if you're just watching my daily devotionals or watch me on Sundays, like you're not experiencing the heartbeat of our church. Like, you know, I hope, I hope that there's blessing in God's word being taught to you, but man, there's so much more. So mm. we'd love to get you plugged into that. So that stuff's going on. And then, yeah, excited to get back in the pulpit. Um, I'm refreshed. I'm recharged. I'm ready to go. Uh, Ecclesiastes five, one through seven. Uh, what does it mean to listen to God? Mm. And so yeah, good. Uh, timely. Yeah, I think it'd be good. Mm. Awesome, man. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, again, always love to hear from you. Jeff Ramat at ChristChurchSouthPhilly.org. And uh, God bless everyone. See ya.